You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geeked Out on PodcastJuice.net. This is your host, Michael Dean, and I'm also joined with Q Storm. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm amped to get this uh, rolling, so let's get it popping. Uh, yes, of course, we're also joined by a special guest from the Prince Podcast. Some of you may remember him from the Geeked Out from a while ago. Mr. Big Sexy and Sack, how are you, sir? I am well, gentlemen. It is nice to step into the to the geeked out world once again. Yes, yes. We're going back to our roots. And uh, I want to say uh, thank you uh, for all the listeners. There's been a little break. I haven't done this show in a little bit. We actually did like maybe one or two episodes a little while back that just haven't had a chance to, to, com- to complete and put out. We got some technical difficulties, but we're getting back on the ball so we are happy to go and ready. We got a lot to talk about, so let's just get into it. One of the things we're going to get into, first thing we're going to get into is movie review of the new Vin Diesel movie, Riddick. Uh, just came out today, actually, or Thursday. Uh, this is the third movie in the uh, franchise starring the Riddick character. This is obviously uh, takes place after Pitch Black and the second one, The Chronicles of Riddick. Um, I think I'm the only one in the room has had a chance to see this movie. So I'm going to give a quick review of my take on this movie. I will start to say this off that I am a fan of Riddick. Like I'm a fan of the character. I was really liked uh, Pitch Black. I remember seeing that movie when it first came out. I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it was just going to be sort of a, you know, by the numbers, sort of cheesy alien sort of knockoff. But it ended up being like this whole different sort of, movie with this character who I had no idea uh, about anything and just seemed to steal the movie and it was really about this sort of like anti-hero dude or whatever. It was, he was a badass guy. Uh, I was very hyped for Chronicles of Riddick and was sort of disappointed by it. It was a little too far out there. Uh, I think they were trying to make it like Star Wars or some sort of epic thing and it just uh, kind of fell apart. So, and I was also a fan of the animated uh, movie, mini sort of straight-to-video movie they had around the time of Chronicles of Riddick. I thought that was really good as well. Um, Vin Diesel did the voice on that. I actually really liked that better than I liked the Chronicles movie. So now here we are. Oh, and also I'd be remiss to say how much of a fan I am. I was a huge fan of the Riddick video game. I don't know if you guys had a chance to play that, but any... Video game people, you know, that game is a classic. That was one of the great games of that particular era when it came out. And it followed the character to the T. Uh, of course, Vin Diesel was in that. Uh, that that was also better than the movie. It's dope. So now here we are, probably almost 10 years later. Chronicles of Riddick. It has gone sort of back to its roots to pitch black. And uh, it picks up. Right after the events of the Chronicles movie, surprisingly enough, uh, Carl Urban, who was in uh, the second movie, is in this one for a brief, you know, few little scenes at the very beginning. I was kind of surprised by that. But it kind of sets up, you know, how does Riddick get to this barren planet by himself? I'm not going to spoil anything, but just to say he is left for dead on this planet. And I want to say this. When a movie starts and he's on this barren planet world, that has got to be one of the most tense uh edge of your seat 20 minutes of the movie like i was blown away i I was jumping out of my seat i was so uh 
tense. Like I was anticipating what was about to happen. It's just the way that they played everything out. It was amazing. Like, and again, it's just Vin Diesel and some CGI monsters. And he wow. kills it. Like, I was like, you would think it would be like some bullshit. Like, really? But nah, I mean, he plays that character so well. And again, he doesn't say much. But the guy is complete badass. Like, you don't really get to see that much on the screen very much. And this movie plays to exactly what it's supposed to be. It is a action, you know, sci-fi, hard R movie. And it's not trying to be anything but that. And that's what I love about it. So you get to see this whole first part with Riddick just by himself against these monsters. And he gets this dog. The dog was dope. Like, they really played the whole, you know, man and dog sort of relationship, which I was not expecting. And you damn near, like, you were, like, feeling for him. Like, ah, it's just, I don't want to give away, but it was really good. I was shocked. And then, um, you know, the movie sort of settles into kind of what you expect it to be. Um, the bounty hunters are going to come for him. And let me tell you, the whole part with him versus the bounty hunters, amazing. Like, there's that scene where they're about to do the lock. And I, I'm not going to give it away. But you're, everybody in that theater was like, we don't know what to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. And, and it's like, Riddick is hella smart. But at the same point, why I really like this character, he's a sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I like it. Like, he's not a hero. The dude is crazy and he's hardcore. And like there was a point in this movie where literally the Riddick character and he's talking to uh, she plays she plays Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica. Uh, she's in this movie, sort of a small part. And, he, and she's apparently like a lesbian or something. He tells her basically like, I'm going to rape you. <laughs> like and he's saying it in front of everybody like and I'm going to go balls deep. And this, and I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna, and I'm like, and I had to laugh because it was so ridiculous, <laughs> but it was sick. I'm like, this oh, is crazy. <laughs> but the whole deal was rolling. It was like this cat, and he's because he, it's interesting because he tells you like, when them chains come off, that's your ass. Like I'm coming <laughs> for you first, and when you see, like, there's some amazing like, uh, you know, the kills and. When you see how he does this one guy, people, I mean, and I'm not, you know, I don't like to blow it all up, but there were people in there literally clapping, like laughing. Like it was just like, oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> like the, the, the effects in this movie are at certain parts are really good. Certain parts are kind of cheesy, but I mean, the overall presentation of this movie, again, if you like sort of like the 80s. 90s like like if Arnold Schwarzenegger and them when they was doing their action movies and you didn't go to expect Predator or Commando or any of these movies to be like you know uh Oscar worthy they were just good popcorn sort of you know yeah it's gonna see him kick some ass this movie is like that but for 2013 on a very hardcore world that we live in where it's almost like if Wolverine or some of these superheroes were just unleashed, they would be like this dude. Um, he almost reminds me of Blade a little bit, like because Blade was sort of like the first Blade. He was laughing a lot of the time. He was, you know, Wesley was smiling a lot of times in some, certain scenes when he was tearing people up. It's like he enjoyed it. And the same thing with Riddick's character, like he is vicious. And like I said, to the point where he would 
tell this woman he's going to rape her? Like, it was just out of control, but it was excellent. Um, so all I can say is I really enjoyed this movie. This is probably one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen this year uh, because it is, again, it is tailor-made for the genre that it's in. And I would say Vin Diesel, man, that guy is the shit. Like, he can play a character that really doesn't say much, but when he does speak, you know, plus he has that voice that he has. It's such a great effect. Physically, he is badass. And then that character is such a dark, uh, insane character. I I love it. Like, I love that he is not a good guy. I love that he doesn't give a about nothing. I mean, I don't say he doesn't care about nothing, but, I mean, he's ruthless. And and it works. So all I would say is, if you want to see a very well done, you know, demented sort of movie, Riddick is that movie. Like, that is a man's man. That's a man's movie. Like, super macho, you know, blood and guts and scary. There's, there's some scary stuff going on in that movie. The aliens incredible like man they just really did a job on that i hope they stay in this lane don't try to make it like this whole big sort of uh, bigger movie just keep it real like him against a certain situation dope so i, I give that the highest praise i can give uh, a movie they, they nailed that movie um so that's ready definitely so, this, checked it so, out. so this movie does it does it uh feature does it have the monsters in it from the original pitch black uh, no, it's a different planet. Um, okay. These are different monsters, and the monsters are really good. Like when he 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 fights these same monsters throughout the movie, and when you see at the beginning, it's sort of him versus the monster, like man against the monster. Man, that that was the way they filmed it was dope. The only problem I would say, the main gripe I had about this movie is they filmed stuff too close, so you can't really see. Like the wide shot of them fighting and doing stuff, so that was very irritating to me. Well, aside from that, everything else w- was dope, man. Like the monsters were great. The dog, the effects on the dog, that was excellent. Like I don't know how we, it doesn't look like a super big budget movie, but it just works. I don't know why it seemed to work in that sort of context. It was brilliant, man. It was a good movie. I didn't like the ending, but there definitely is room for another one. Um, I saw an interview with Vin Diesel today, a very good interview, very long. And he, he says, you know, like I made this movie cause of the fans. And he was talking about like, I guess on his Facebook page, he's got a lot of people. I didn't even think about this, but the original pitch black came out before fast and the furious. Really? Um, yeah. And it actually was filmed before, um, save it private Ryan came out, which is sort of his first movie that he was seen in. Um, he was, he was, talking about like he sort of lied to the director <laughs> pitch black he was telling him yo i'm starring in this spielberg movie so that's why you got to cast me <laughs> and then when the movie came out of course his character dies like in the first five minutes yeah he had he was muscled about him but he was like you know he was like i'm glad i was able to shoot this movie and then so and i thought about this said for a lot of people that were fans of him which i am one of i should say I identify him more with Riddick than I do with the the Dom character because that was the first time I saw him. And so he was talking about like I had to go back and make a sequel because one, my fans really wanted to see. They didn't really care about Fast and the Furious. They wanted to see Riddick. And then he I'm not going to go all into it. But he talks about this real long story of um, 
you know, the second movie was a failure, basically. But in order, I think it was for Universal, who does Fast and Furious, they wanted him to come back to that franchise, uh, right? And one of the things they told him was like, look, we'll give you the rights to Riddick if you come back and do these other movies. Thinking that there would be no way he could make a movie on Riddick. That was a good move. And, he, good would, move. and he would lose the rights and they go back to them. So then he tells about how he, you know, had to get money to make this movie. And, and we we're talking about it offline. You know, he mentions he had to mortgage his homes. Uh, to homes. Get, really? <laughs> to, get, to get this movie done. And, you know, he still didn't know if it would be success or not. But he just really, you can tell he really cares about this character. Like he wanted to make it regardless. Um, so it was a very interesting sort of backstory of, of how this movie came to be. Um, and I would say, man, they nailed it. Uh, they did a very good job. But he said that, you know, he's not going to do this movie in the same speed of Fast and the Furious because he because he was saying that the character is disturbing to him. Like and he's I guess he's like, when I become that character, I am that dude and I can't turn it off that quickly. And he's like, I can't be a father thinking like Riddick, like that guy is demented. So I can't really I'm not going to promise you guys I'm going to do it every other year. But I will do another one. So I thought that was very interesting um, because the character is sick. But um, I really enjoyed is that. Is he any sicker than most of our other anti-heroes, though? Um, like, well, definitely more crazier than Wolverine. Um, I can't think of any other sort of popular movie See, that, that fit that. You say that. You say that, and that tells me that they must not be doing Wolverine right then, because if this character is crazier than Wolverine. Well, yeah, Wolverine's not threatening to rape and maim people for no reason. You know, it's just he's never done that anyway. Not even the books. Not even, yeah, I was gonna say he's not that crazy, but yeah, and, and it's a lot of stuff. Again, you know, it's funny because you don't really know that much about the Riddick character. They sort of allude to things, but uh, I don't know why if he's innocent of those crimes or he just truly doesn't care. Like every man for himself. But anyway, uh, very good movie. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. I would implore you to see it. Um, which sort of leads me into something else. When I was at the theater, they showed a trailer for RoboCop, the remake uh, at the theaters. And uh, I, I must say, well, one, we'll talk about the comments, movie, but I was watching this at the IMAX sort of theater. And that's the other thing that made the Riddick thing seem so much crazier because that shit was nuts. And I will add this. I was going to go to a D-Box theater. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the D-Box. No, what's that? It's the theaters where the seats move. Oh, in, shit. In time with the movie. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't go is the tickets are like $18, something crazy. But after watching that movie, I was joking with my girlfriend. I don't think I would have been able to handle watching it with that D-Box. Because I was sort of like tripping watching it regularly. So I can only imagine that the seats is jerking. And all that shit. It's just probably been too much. But I say this to say, so I'm at the IMAX. They show the trailer for RoboCop. Um, we're going to go to Q-Storm. Q-Storm, you saw the trailer. What are your thoughts on this RoboCop uh, remake or reboot, whatever it is? <clears throat> well, in a word, uh, it well, more than a word. Uh, having you know seen the original many times, maybe three or four times, uh, I think that this is going to be a lame... This is just based on the trailer now. It's going to be a lame remake. Um, and it's going to be very dumbed down 
for today's audience because just based on the trailer, they've taken out a lot of the things that I think made the original RoboCop so special. And um, the first thing that I noticed within the first few seconds of watching the trailer is that, and I could be wrong, but I'm just based on what I, what the impression I was given, is that this RoboCop still has his human characteristics when he first learns that he, that he is now a cyborg. Whereas, to me, what made that the original movie so interesting was seeing this machine, and he even sounded like a machine, seeing this machine uh, have to deal slowly as he as the movie progresses with the fact that, yeah, he, I was once a, a, an actual human being. I had a family. I had children. And there's a scene in the original RoboCop that's it's a very touching scene where I forget, he, has, he has a female partner. Uh, I forget his partner's name. But they're holed up in the, in the nuclear plant or whatever, the waste plant where they have the showdown. And she has to do something. She takes his mask off. And you see his face welded into the cyborg mechanism. And she has to do something to help him. And it was a very symbolic scene to show that he's a human being who now has no control over his, over his body because he has to rely on technicians now. And, you know, all that metaphysical stuff. <clears throat> it looks like that's all gone in watching this trailer. And the other thing, real briefly, is that... Um, the, the way in the original movie that they just really, right off the bat, made you sympathetic for, to, towards Murphy is the way they killed him. I mean, that was still one of the most gruesome uh, death scenes that I can recall. I mean, outside of like Walking Dead or, what, or whatnot, but for, for a movie of this type that's kind of like kitschy, um, that was one of the most gruesome death scenes that I had ever seen at that time. Whereas this one, it looks like he just walks out and gets blown up by a car. Not, it doesn't have the same emotional impact to me. So I say all that to say I'm basing it strictly on the trailer. And if the movie delivers more than that, then this is the worst trailer ever made. Because it, looks, <laughs> it just looks like it's not going to give me half of the humanity that, um, or, or, or conflict with humanity versus machine that made the original RoboCop interesting. All right, Big Sexy and Sack, what's your uh, take on the trailer? You know, I just watched the trailer about, you know, 10 minutes ago, and I remember when the first RoboCop came out, you know, back when I was in college, and I'm going to steal from Q on this one, so Q, I apologize, um, but I noticed on Facebook you wrote that this guy is too human-looking. Right. And, yep. and he is. He is, you know? And... Granted, he's a badass and riding a bike and all that, but this just look, looks like some 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 bullshit. And one thing, and this is just me as a fan of the sci-fi uh, comic film genre, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Me and my boy here up in up in California always argue about this because if you got, you guys saw the clip, there's this one scene where RoboCop jumps down, lands on both feet hand on the concrete, has his head down, then he has to, has, has to hold that pose, then bring his head up for the camera. That's been t done to death. In all the Avengers movies, the Iron Man movies, I am sick the fuck of it. The directors need to, you know, do something new and quit doing that bullshit. <laughs> That's, uh, you, well, you know who blame on that? Blame Neo. 
He's the one that started that shit. And you're absolutely that pose. And if I see one more shot where the the good guy who's really kind of an anti-hero sets something, creates an explosion, and then walks away in slow mo. Oh, oh god, that's a classic man. No, uh-uh. it was classic when it was done first. Everybody else is just biting. Everybody, I see doing that again. That. I'm walking out of the theater. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, here, so here is my take on it. Um, first, I will say this, and I just saw this today. It sort of sucks, but this movie will not be rated R. So that off the gate is not going to be the RoboCop uh, that Mr. Paul, whatever his name was, made back in the days. In uh, that movie, you know, anybody who knows his style and have seen all his movies, a movie way over the top. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost a satire movie in, in some parts, in a lot of parts of that movie, actually. Uh, I, I remember going to see that movie the day it came out. Me and Tobias, as a matter of fact, didn't know what to expect. We just saw the poster, the trailer, and just knew this dude was a robot. It was called RoboCop. The name is absurd. RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> but when that movie started, we were in tears. <laughs> like, <laughs> that movie is hilarious. <laughs> when they were shooting him, we was in tears. <laughs> because that one black dude was... <laughs> that dude was hilarious. <laughs> It was just, it was a funny ass movie to me. And like the whole, you know, um, and if I, if I remember correctly, I want to say Frank Miller, he wrote the second movie. I, I, yes. I can't say that, yes. but a lot of it drew, it was very similar. I should say to the dark Knight returns, which was popular at that time where it was showing the TV footage, you know, it was right. show the news yep. thing. And, you yep. know, and um, I always remember that the guy, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> that was hysterical to me. And, and I'm going to jump off at a tangent for a second, but I remember there's a thing on YouTube. There was a whole, like, character of that guy. There's a whole little subplot that they didn't put in the movie, but it's like on YouTube of, of this character. They, they were trying to just have him be in the movie. Anyway, I used to say all this to say that, of course, it is, I would imagine it's not going to be that biting of a movie only because let's be honest they're trying to cash in on iron man right that that's probably the only reason this movie is being made because of the success of iron man and the whole superhero thing and they figure hey we can pull robocop remember robocop you know we can pull that out and, and redo it but with that said um i'm still very excited to see this movie um i am a fan of the original uh, I, again to me the original is sort of a hokey movie. I like it because it was so brutal at parts, and, and I like that director because he was very. He liked to show violence. Remember the part where um, Randy turned—he basically turned into a toxic Avenger dude, and he yeah. splashes him. <laughs> hysterical. So, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to go for that sort of level, uh, but this one looks like it may be more sort of a by the numbers sort of sci-fi adventure you know superhero almost sort of taking the character now i do like the guy that they have playing alex murphy i don't know if you guys have seen the tv series the killing yeah but that's yeah. uh his name is joel something but that dude is like he's sort of a very sort of dark sort of guy so i was kind of surprised that they would have him play that character which makes me wonder if they're gonna he's gonna have that sort of angus uh, uh, uh whatever the word angus about him angst about him and of course, guy Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson is is ham over the top. You just look at him in the trailer. You're like, really? Uh, but it has you know Michael Keaton is is in this movie. I don't know what the last thing he's done. Gary Oldman uh, is in this. 
I'm sure I saw a shot of uh, the guy from The Watchmen. What's his name? Uh, he played the guy with the mask on. He was a badass in The Watchmen. Oh, um, he's in this. Okay, I can't think of his name right now. I know you're talking about Jackie Early or Jackie Jackie Early. Yes, Jackie Earl Haley. You're right. He's actually playing the one character, the bad guy dude, which he can play that like that. I can see that. So I, I I was curious. Is he he playing the guy that that says my favorite line in the whole first the original movie? Yes. He walks in and just says, "Bitches Bitches leave." leave. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's a classic line. So I hope they have a little bit of that element of it. I, I would sort of be surprised if they do, because to me, it's like they're it's probably going to be PG thirteen. You know, they want to get kids in for this. So you know, I ain't hating on it. We can always go back and watch the original. But I did like, and I was surprised that when you first see RoboCop in this trailer, he actually looks like the original one. And then they show the part where Michael Keaton is like, uh, "Make him slicker, you know, make him black." You know, it's a so like really, but it's like. Of course they would do that. Like this is today, so you know he's got a motorcycle that looks badass to me. You know, there's more things they can do with CGI. Uh, so I'm interested to see it. I I, I am uh, I have hopes that it will be good. Uh, so I'm not too uh, I'm not too down on it. Um, I'm excited to see it. I, I I've been watching this for a while, the pictures and stuff, and I think he looks cool. I, I hope that uh, I want to see him pull the gun out and do all those stuff you know they had the dead or alive coming with me you know it's it's different take on it um so we'll see but the same thing with like uh the total recall movie uh, from last year i actually really liked that movie um because it was a different almost a total different take a little bit on that whole story i don't know if it was more original to the book than the original movie but i liked it for today's audience i thought it was excellent i can't really watch the old one anymore to me it just seems too cheesy um, but again, the other movie again is directed by the same guy who did RoboCop. It was very over the top. Like that, his whole style was very over the top, very extreme violence. Which I don't think they're gonna make these movies be that way because it just would have a very limited audience. So we'll see what happens. All right, which leads me into one we haven't talked about. I know it's been all over the internet, but you haven't heard us discuss it. So let's go to Man of Steel 2, a.k.a. Superman versus Batman. And, of course, the announcement of Ben Affleck as Batman. Big sexy and sack. Set us up. What, how do you feel about this? What's your, what's, your, what's your take? You know, when I heard the announcement, I heard this firestorm of <laughs> negativity. Oh, Ben Affleck sucks. Blah, blah, blah. You know, now, granted, Daredevil could have been a lot better. Uh, I recently rewatched it. I don't put a lot of the flaws of the movie on the actor. I put it on the director, but, you know, that's a stylistic choice. And then I watched Argo recently, and then I and I watched The Town recently, and the boy's got some skills, you know, and you don't want to have Christian Bale. If, if Bale's not going to do it, fine. As long as Ben Affleck doesn't do the whole, I'm Batman, doesn't try to ape that, and he brings something different, like when Heath Ledger did The Joker, I'm all for a wait and see attitude because, you know, we don't know. Let's let's take a look, see how the costume's going to look, and, you know, see how some frames, once they're shot, look, and we'll go from there. But I, I have no problem with this initially. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually more concerned about what the story is going to be about. 
and, and how they're going to present Superman uh, more so than Batman. But with that said, Q Storm, what's your take? <clears throat> well, when I first heard the news, I have to admit, I, that's the most geek I've ever been in a long time. I was furious. <laughs> I was like, you must be joking. Ben Affleck, <laughs> the problem I have, the, and I guess maybe because of my age, I just don't care anymore. I mean, I'm, I've accepted it, you know. But the problem, problem I have with Ben Affleck is that, to put it, to put it kind of, to, to sum it up, to me, he just has too much baggage about him. He's too, he's too much of a star, if you will. He has too much buzz about him to, to, for me to disappear into the role. Like, you know, Henry Cavill, unless you were a fan of, I think he was in Rome, or I forget what, uh, he was in some sort of, some HBO like medieval series. Unless you were a fan of that, you probably hadn't heard too much about him. Which is the way most of the last, well, there have only been two on-screen Supermans, as far as I recall. And that was the same mode for both of those, for both of those actors. But you're going to put Cavill up on the screen with Ben Affleck, and it's just too much of, um, I don't know, it's, 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 I, can't, I don't think I'll be able to see past Ben Affleck as Batman when I watch him play the, play the role. And to me, physically, I mean, I don't think, Ben Affleck, to me, still has, he doesn't have that, for want of a better term, manliness about him. When there are so many other, well, um, I would I would pause here. I don't want to argue his manliness, but I would say he's probably more physically yoked than Christian Bale. What? Ben Affleck what? is a big dude. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, he's my, like he's taller than Christian Bale, so. but more yoked. I don't know, man. Look Unless at he's working the fuck out. You know, was he in the town? Wasn't he? Yeah, not that I'm noticing, but. <laughs> wasn't back, it, wasn't his watch, shirt uh, and all that off? It was, he's go, built, man. Go back and watch uh, American Psycho and tell me that Fish and Bell can't get him get his body toned to, to be uh, more than Ben Affleck. I, I did. I will. <laughs> okay. Well, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. To me, there's so many, you know, I, I, there's a lot that goes into casting. And putting aside my... my uh, impression that this is purely stunt casting and a way to keep Ben Affleck uh, happy so that perhaps he being an Oscar well he didn't win the Oscar for directing but being a, a director whose last film won an Oscar to get him to sign on to direct the Justice League putting that aside that I think this is all stunt and politics I just I, I think there's so many other actors that physically and for one of a better term, psychologically fit the role of Bruce Wayne as opposed to Batman far better than Ben Affleck. When I see Ben Affleck, to a certain degree, maybe he, he put this aside in, in, um, in Argo. I still see that kind of frat boyish, I don't know, uh, kind of uh, thing about him. He, it's kind of that, I don't know, kind of that man child thing. I, other than other than Argo and uh, that Boiler Room, which also starred Vin Diesel, he just I, I just don't see him as a, as Bruce Wayne. I see Michael Fassbender, which they wouldn't get him because he's Magneto, but he would be he would be my first Bruce Wayne choice. I see Nicholas Costa Waldau from uh, Game of Thrones, and I see Carl uh, Urban from uh, Star Trek. Those, those guys, guys like that, 
they have to me they have that physicality that Batman and Bruce Wayne need. Ben Affleck not so much. All right. Well, uh, you know, I would agree. I think initially when I heard this, I was surprised. I thought it was a joke. Actually, you know, I had to go online and, and do some research. But as I thought about it again, I'm sort of like uh, Big Sexy. Pretty much on a wait and see sort of thing. I, I, I'm of the mind that you could get damn near any actor to play, you know, any good actor to play this character. I mean, I mean, you know, Michael Keaton, he was Beetlejuice. <laughs> And he was Mr. Mom well before Batman. And people were able to turn that off and accept him as pretty much an iconic sort of version of Batman during that period. And I bought him as Batman for the most part. And he's not a big dude at all. Uh, Jack Nicholson, who was an illustrious career. And no one had any problem accepting him as the Joker. He did his thing on that. Like he killed it. So, I mean, a good actor can do their thing. Um, I would say, we, you know, I'm sort of like I said, I would wait and see. I'm probably, just, again, me, I'm more concerned of what Batman they're going to have in this movie. Uh, is it the Batman sort of from the movies we've already seen? Or is it the Batman from the comics, you know, the paranoid sort of Batman who doesn't trust any? I mean, the detective, that, that's what I'm more concerned. I want to know what sort of Batman this is going to be. And I want to know what the hell they're going to do with Superman. Because it's his movie. And, like, he hasn't really became super Superman yet in the first one. So I'm curious to see how he is going to play against Batman. And they're sort of talking about Lex Luthor. You know, I want to know what the story is first. Like, that's going to decide to me what the hell is going on. Um, You know, is it going to be a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie? Uh, What kind of... Is Batman going to be trying to fight Superman or is he going to be like real smart or something? So there's a lot of stuff up in the air. Um, and again, any guy who is sort of big and, you know, can put the suit on. Anybody can put that suit on. Val Kimmer put the suit on. George Clooney put the suit on. Anybody can put that suit on. Christian Bale put the suit on. If you would have told me before that and he would have been Batman, I'm like, who is this? So I wonder, though, if putting Ben Affleck in there sort of gives Batman a familiar face to the audience to sort of juxtapose still not really that familiar with Henry Cavill and at least we're not really that familiar with the Superman character you know going off of some of the criticism people had for the movie I don't know I wonder if that was sort of like give the audience a a little bit of an in to be like okay we know Batman a little bit more obviously we have more movies we know Ben Affleck a lot. At least we know his face. Maybe his character is supposed to play more of the, uh, of the you know, from the point of view of the viewer or something. I, I don't know. I'm just sort of spe- speculating on, on why they would put a Batman in here like that. But I think if you put an unknown in it, which I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that either. But again, I guess it really depends on the story. If it's two unknown dudes playing characters that ain't been justified yet. I think it would be a hard sell, harder sell for right. them to put that guy in the star of the movie as opposed to, you know what? This guy just won some awards for us. He's put in the work. We know he can bring in some people. Let's throw uh, him no. on there, too. So I, nah. it, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mike, I got to I got to I got to uh, throw some words that you've been saying for the last year last couple of years back at you man Go ahead. you've always said and you were right 
I mean, we may have debated back and forth, but ultimately you were right. You're right. You've always said these characters are bigger than any actor. So you don't have to put a familiar face in the costume of Batman. Batman is Batman. That's what we're paying to see. Well, true. I'm not, I'm not debating that. My point is to say that depending on what the, the story is about, it may make some sort of sense to have a sort of familiarity about the character and the actor to juxtapose what the story may be trying to do in terms of Superman. Now, again, I'm totally speculating. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just trying to understand what their reasoning would be. But I do agree, yeah, those characters will always continue to, to play. I say that to say that it doesn't matter who you put in there in terms of these big-name actors who don't want to play these roles for whatever reasons or think they could stop the movie from being made. That was my point to say that. I feel like these characters will always be rebooted. But I, I, I think, you know, using that, using that logic, and I understand you're speculating, and again, you may be right, but it, all it does is you put a guy that people know have a familiarity with in the Batman costume, you're upstaging Superman and the actor playing Superman. Uh, which is, you know, I agree, and which could be a you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the story. So the whole point, even if it wasn't Ben Affleck, if they just put Batman in there, is to upstage Superman irregardless, like... It's sort of questioning why would they even do this? But I want to see this happen. Like, I want to see a Batman versus Superman. I want them to sort of follow the Dark Knight original comic where Batman sort of tries to take down Superman. I, I want to see that. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a raw deal for Superman because he ain't really got to do his thing yet. But hey, well. I would like to see it too. I, I don't think there's any good way, given DC's clumsy way they, that they've done their movies. I, I don't. They kind of have to do this just to stay competitive, but because their hand was forced. But you, you know, this is the same thoughts I've been having. Superman himself. I mean, Man of Steel. I enjoyed it because I I love seeing Superman on screen. But it wasn't. It was a flawed movie. It wasn't like he knocked out of the park. They knocked it out of the park like the original Superman. Um, so it's like he kind of has to come back and do the second one to kind of still prove himself and to throw Batman in there. It's just like, man, you, you guys, are, you painted yourself into a corner and there's no other way for you to do this, but it's, it's not the best way to do it. But I think that's something that uh, will be offset by what Ben Affleck brings to the project, because unlike a lot of actors, Ben is like us. He's a comic fan. So he's doing this, not because he's Ben Affleck, you know, Oscar winning guy. He's doing it because this is like being a kid. He gets to be Superman, and he'll bring that enthusiasm and knowledge of the character, and that should hopefully, hopefully, offset any uh, inadequacies that the direction may have, if there are going to be any. But again, we'll see what the story was going to be. Yeah, I mean, and to, you know, I kind of agree with you. Uh, ben Affleck must have said, you know what? Because I, I mean, it's quoted where he he did not think you know he did a good job in daredevil and he was like saying i wouldn't i'm not gonna do a superhero movie anymore so for him to go back on that and to come into this where i'm sure he knows there's gonna be a lot of heat (laughs) for you to put you know to jump back into a superhero movie again this one after christian bale so i imagine he must be up for the challenge and it's like you know what i don't have to do this kind of movie but i am because i really want to do something right here so i'm imagining like you know uh, Big Sexy is saying that they're going to come with their A game 
hard on this. Because, again, if they mess this up, that's two franchises that flopped out. And they can't do that. That would be dramatic. So I think they're going to come. I think even Zack Snyder and David Grohl are, are seeing sort of the criticisms from that first movie. So, okay. Well, yeah, let's pull the gun out. Put Batman in this. But I hope that Batman is used to make Superman the hero that I wanted him to be in the first movie. Because he is yet to present himself to the people of that world as Superman. And he's a hero to them. He is still just this unknown alien dude that just ravaged the city. So they, I hope there's somehow is going to be used to make him be the shining star that we expected him to be in the first movie. And see, that's the biggest flaw I see. That's why I said that the, the first movie was very flawed, even though I enjoyed it, is that super, having to put Superman in a position where in the second film he has to prove himself not to be a threat to the public, that, that is, that's not the Superman that I know. You know what I'm saying? So, they, like I said, they painted themselves into a corner with that first film, as, as, as good as it was. Like I say, it has some serious problems in the last act. And they'll have to deal with that. You know, put it this way. In the next movie, Batman might be seen as the good, you know, the, the non-anti-hero after Superman levels Metropolis. Possibly so. I mean, it gives an avenue for, obviously, respect. Like, it gives an avenue for Lex Luthor to sort of come up and say, see, this guy's, you know, let me help you take him down. Um, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say real quick. I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but speaking of Lex Luthor, that's another issue I had, and I'll say it. Um, I guess it's common knowledge now that Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad is going to be playing Lex Luthor. And well, I don't think it's actually ever been confirmed. That's just sort of a rumor out no, there. I, I, well, I saw I saw it, uh, on the internet where it it was basic. It sounded official to me. Yeah, it's it has not been confirmed yet. Are you sure of that? Very. <laughs> I looked. At, I saw that thing that you sent, but yeah, it's there's quotes from the guy talking about you know he, he's not he has not accepted any role yet. I mean, there's definitely some rumors about it, but it's not there's no official press release on that. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't comment. Then I he the guy's an excellent actor. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I I don't know if I want him as Lex Luthor either. Yeah, I mean, it's, he seems like sort of an obvious sort of a somebody looking at his character or looking at him and looking at what he's playing in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, he could be like Luther. I mean, so I can understand the talk of that. Um, I wouldn't be mad, but I would hope for them not to go for the obvious. Uh, they didn't go for the obvious with Ben Affleck, so uh, I don't think they would start now, but we'll see. You know, I mean, Matter we don't fact, even know if Lex Luthor is in the movie yet either, too. So. Matter of fact, I, if they do with Lex Luthor, I would prefer be the guy playing. Um, the DEA agent in Breaking Bad. Hank? Yep. <laughs> that would be interesting. Actually, I could see that. <laughs> I, I, would, I would tell them to go very different if they had the balls and make it a woman. No. No. Yeah, no. like a Glenn Close, like just no. totally no. different. No. I mean, no. they made Perry White a black man. So. Yeah, but they but didn't change Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen is a woman. <laughs> they didn't cut, no, that wasn't Jimmy Olsen. That, that was Jenny Olsen. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they made that very clear because that was part of the, some of the some of the hubbub after the movie came out, and it, I read something that made it very clear that was not a stand-in for Jimmy Olsen. Her last name wasn't Olsen in the movie. I don't okay. think. All right. 
I anyway, could be wrong. Go ahead. That's what I read. I can only go by what I read. All right. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll be definitely talking more about Man of Steel as as uh, things go along with that. Um, <clears throat> just to add, man, there's been some. I, I try not to even pay attention to it because it's just uh, the Star Wars sort of casting rumors. Uh, what's the guy I'm, I'm, who played I'm, I'm in fr- Star Trek? He just played Khan. What was his name? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, there's the, you know people are talking about he's going to be in there, and, and I'm not hating on the guy. I just I can't do it. I can't I can't do with the, the the Star Wars rumors. I need to I need to know what the story is about. Uh, I need to That's see. A cool name. I need to see pictures of Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> And solo on set and what they look like and then you can talk to me about all these other characters but well if you base if you go based on what they look like you don't want Mark <laughs> Hamill or Carrie Fisher to be in this movie I'm telling you I, swear, I hope they have them and I haven't really seen any pictures of them recently so I hope they have them sequestered in some Weight Watchers <laughs> program <laughs> And, yes, and like losing the weight, they are forced to lose the weight, or they can't do the movie because they can't be on there looking. Luke cannot be up there looking looking sloppy. He's a Jedi Knight, man. Like Jedi is not going to get all fat and stuff. So man, you got to get it together. You want to have him locked down, huh? I heard that. I ain't mad at you. Hey, I'd be like, if y'all want to be in this movie. And you ain't gonna be up there looking all sloppy and crazy. Well, they are getting older, man. Yeah. So is Harrison Ford. He still looks fit. What is that? Hello. Q. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Something was falling down. Okay. So moving right along. Um, Breaking Bad. Q Storm. Hello. Well, you want my opinion on the show? <laughs> yes, I, you wanted to talk about that show. So, what's going on, Breaking Bad? I tell you what, um, I have just in the last, I want to say three, well, maybe let's say a month, have been binging on that show. I started watching it last year. I watched the first five episodes, and it was kind of a lull in it, and it wasn't really. They did, in the first five episodes, excuse me, they didn't really stray too far from the original premise that this is a guy who he's a low-paid, low-income teacher. Well, not low-income, but you know, a, a middle middle-class teacher who finds out he has cancer, and I forget how he gets hooked up into making meth to to support his family or to provide for his family in in pre- preparation of his death. And they didn't stray too far from that premise. So I was kind of like, okay, I think I got this show. And I stopped watching it. And then this year, in the last couple months, since it's the last season, I just kept hearing more and more about it every other five minutes. Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. I'm like, damn, let me check this show out. Man, this show is going to go down as one of the best dramas I've ever seen. And I am, even though I was kind of hating on Brian Cranston for playing Lex Luthor, this dude can do it all. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm. I know I'm sound like a hypocrite, but he can do it all. This guy went from playing in the Power Rangers, doing voiceover work for Power Rangers. Wow. 
to uh, Preparation H commercials, to, <laughs> to Seinfeld, to Malcolm in the Middle. He was great, Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Well, I didn't. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I respected the craft of what he was doing in the show. I didn't really like the show, but it showed me this guy is a comedian. Then he flips it and does this show, and I'm like, that dude is a beast. So. I am absolutely loving this show. This this show will go down as one of my favorite dramas that I've seen. Yeah, it, it is a great show. I, I sort of watch it off and on. Um, I love that it's on Netflix, so I was able to catch up to this exactly. season. And uh, I have watched a few episodes. I, I, I actually think I've just seen the first two, but the very first episode of this season, I mean, they get it in early. You know, Hank. And you letting them know right out the gate what was popping. And I was surprised that they went into it so early. Like, you would think they would wait a few episodes in and maybe this is the end. You know, they're going to end it this way. But nah, right from the gate, it's, it's popping. I was like, wow, this is going to be crazy. So, yeah, it, it is a great show. Have, have you uh, been watching it, uh, Big Sexy? You know, I've been watching it. And I don't know how current you are on it, Mike, but a few weeks ago, Walt went straight Michael Corleone at one point. Oh, yes. That was cold-blooded. Are you talking about the confession? I'm talking about the prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, the prison. Yes, 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 yes. Two minutes, y'all got to go. Woo! And the confession was just ice planet as well. I mean, this guy, he the the writing is keeping you off guard, and I loved it. I don't like to watch a show where it's like, okay, I know what's going to happen in 20 minutes. I didn't see the confession coming at all. Neither did I. Neither did I. Yeah, you know, I think it was, maybe it was last season, sort of the last episode or last couple episodes of last season. I started to question, like, why was he doing it? Like, I was like, man, you have messed up your family. Like, you have all this money, but for, you know, I understand the reasons why he originally got into doing what he was doing. But then I was like, man, you're just a drug dealer, dude. Like, (laughs) your family, your kids is at somebody else's house. You know, and then it wasn't like he had sort of the spoils that more, you know, drug, you know, he, he didn't have bitches and he didn't have, you know, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I was like, why is he doing this? He's not flossing on people. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't doing the sort of stereotypical thing. I was like, he's just stacking money, but he's lost his family. And but then when he starts to, you know, I'm going to get out the game. I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Like, you realize, like, I'm already G'd up. I'm balling. Why am I slanging dope? Like, get out the game, you, you, you know, because people are getting killed. He's killing people. So that made sense to me. And I, I'm back on board with it. But for a while there, I was kind of like, it didn't make no sense to me. Like, what, why is he doing this? Because he... But you know, Mike, go ahead. I, had, I had the same question. And I don't know if you guys uh, read my Facebook rantings, but uh, someone... Oh, I do. I love them. <laughs> someone um, set me straight on that. And I still think <clears throat> the writers could have play this up more it was it was kind of buried but there was an episode i want to say season it was either two or three the name of it was called gray matter and what happens in the episode is that uh walt meets one of his so-called partners in this business and the partner offers to pay walt all pay all of walt's medical bills and walt turns him down and i was thinking why would he do that well, there's a monologue that Walt gives in season, it may have been season five this season, where he says, 
he makes it clear that you guys hear that? He is, yeah, I hear that. What is that? That was me. Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you kill? Don't a ask. Is that a, is that a rattler? What is that? A rattlesnake? Toilet. Oh. No shower. <laughs> it was a shower. See, get your mind out the sewer. It was a shower. Anyway, go ahead. Man. No, it's just um, it was made clear that Walter is so egotistical that he wants to uh, he wants to amass millions to make up for his perceived punking out when um, he sold his shares in that company and the guy in the company made billions. Oh, and he, yeah. And he sees that guy, his partner, as having taken something from him. So, to, so that proves that as smart and as, you know, at one, at one time as smart and as mild-mannered or everyday-ish that this character is, he has an ego. And he, he's in it because he has to make himself right for passing up that fortune. Hmm. I actually forgot about he, that part. He talks about that to, um, I forget who he says, it's someone wants to buy him out for $5 million. And he says, look, I lost my family. I lost this. I lost that. And this, this business is all I have. And you want to take it from me for $5 million. Let me, let me I, forget ask- who he said, I forget who he says that to, but it is, it is a brilliant monologue. Let me ask you guys this. Because uh, I haven't seen some of the recent episodes, does his son know about him yet? Nope. Okay. No. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see what happens when that, that when his son figures out what's going on. That's crazy. But all right, um, I, I will throw out there too. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I see a lot of people talk about this show, uh, Scandal. Uh, I recently <laughs> watched this on Netflix. Uh, let me say. That show is crazy. I actually <laughs> really like it because it's is an evil it's 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 a conspiracy theory sort of show. It's crazy. There's a lot of people getting smoked and a lot of just nuts stuff going on there. But I really like that show. I didn't the second season was sort of different than this season now. It's real political and you know, rigging elections and you know, blowing up offices and stuff. It's just it's some crazy stuff that that chick is involved in, man. I was like, she is evil, man. Like, it's, it's wild. I really like that show. I um, I'll be honest. I might I might pick up on this show again because it keeps. I keep hearing more and more about it. But the first step, the pilot did nothing for me at all. I just didn't. Yeah, buy it. the the ver- didn't, first couple didn't... ones are kind of okay. Uh, that second season, they just put it on Netflix. That shit is crazy, man. Like it seemed like a whole different show, in my opinion. Like it's it's, it's over the top nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, a lot of conniving, backroom political madness, and people's getting taken down. Like it's hardcore, man. I mean, maybe I'm gonna go into if you guys remember the movie Boomerang when uh, yeah. Mark, Martin is at there at the pool table and Martin's going on his rant about. <laughs> It, the black ball is the last ball, and the white ball. Maybe I'm going to go into the whole black uh, Black Panther mindset, but I just I really had a problem with this black woman who's running shop. I mean, she's walking over people, telling people, "You're going to do this, you're going to do that," and she's run. I mean, she runs an office full of white people, right? And then she we we have a scene where she gets into the Oval Office, and all of a sudden she's 
she's this meek, mild-mannered person. I, I don't care if it's the president or not. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, I, the the racial aspect for a black person, particularly a black male, you, you do have to get over that. But again, the second season to me isn't so much about you know her getting digged down by the president as opposed to some real <laughs> conniving, you know, white water, Iran Contra assassination type stuff going on. That is like she's a part of all that. Like she has to. I was watching. I haven't seen the whole second season yet, but I'm like, if she is not in prison by the end of the second season, I'm gonna call some bullshit because again, people is getting murked. <laughs> they <laughs> they blowing up office spaces with people working in them. They don't. They rigged the election. He didn't win that. It's it's crazy, man. I was just like, and she knows about that stuff. And that other dude that she got working with him, he's on his riddick, like. He's a wild dude. Like it's crazy, man. I was, I said, I was shocked. I was like, this shit is, this is like some political uh, espionage madness. Like, I mean, yeah, the love story part is in there again, and you know that that stuff is crazy too. But the other stuff, woof, vicious, a vicious little show. As I, I, I watched it, it's very interesting to me because I see a lot of black women. All they talk about is this show when it's on. You know, my Twitter thing and Facebook is just. Scandal, scandal, scandal! Oh, girl! And I watched the show, and I'm like, "What are you guys? What this shit is crazy! Like, she's a you know, she's a murderer! Like, what, what is going on, man? Like, there's a lot of wild stuff going on." But anyway, it's it's an interesting show. Um, let's move off on to um comics. Yeah, comics, comics, comics. Um, I, I'm gonna start briefly, real quick. I'm gonna go to big sexy. Um. There's a lot of different events going on right now. One, there's the Forever Evil event going on in D.C. And in Marvel, I think they have two events going on. There's the Infinity uh, event going on with the Avengers. And then there's the X-Men one, the Battle of the Atom. Uh, Normally, I don't read, nay, none of them. (laughs) But recently, I have, I don't know why, I've started to get back into these. And I will just comment quickly on the X-Men one. I, I actually bought two of the Battle of the Atom issues yesterday. And it, the story is so convoluted, but it's actually kind of cool. The original, original X-Men are in current time wreaking havoc. And now in this book, the future X-Men have come into this time. So Imagine there are three beasts. <laughs> yep. Three Icemen and and there's a couple of Jean Greys and some other So I, I, and then there's one part that why I started I kept reading because there's a part where um Cyclops is dying. The 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 original Cyclops in the past is dying and so his current Cyclops just disappears. And I'm like, "Whoa, how can you And then I'm not going to spoil it from there. And I was like, I, I kind of want to read this because on one hand, it seems like it'd be so ridiculous and it would be so dangerous to have all of these people together like this. And wouldn't he know what's about to happen and blah, blah, blah. But Brian Michael Bendis is writing this. And of course, there's many different X-Men teams going on in this book. I sort of to the wind on that, but I actually kind of like it. Um, but I want to go to, Big 
sexy and sex. So, so what are you reading, sir? You know, I'm reading, you know, the X, all, not all, but most of the X-Men books. I'm reading the Avengers titles. Um, as far as this Battle of the Atom thing, I have to give it up to Bendis because when it was announced, you know, late last year that he was bringing the original X-Men back in the current continuity, I thought, well, this is going to be some bullshit. But it's been really interesting. And one thing he did in the last issue of their book, not in the uh, Battle of the Atom book, but he had Gene and Beast hook up, you know, because she read his mind and Hank McCoy's like, look, you know, had I known back in the day, and she's like, I'm not with Scott, and he, he went over there and did his thing. So that is going to change the whole dynamic when and if they follow up on that and Scott, the teenage Scott, finds out about this, all hell will break loose. And I do like the reveal at the end of... Uh, Battle of the Atom, when it, the one who was dressed as uh, Zorn ended up being Jean Grey, and that was really well done, you know, because Bendis can do, at times, or well, a lot of times, good emotional beats, and that was a great emotional beat, you know, so I'm looking forward to that book. Now, Infinity, on the other hand, written by Jonathan Hickman, for the most part, who's doing the Avengers books, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> you know? I am right so, there with you. <laughs> it is so trying to be, you know, lofty and and brilliant. I'm like, what the fuck? What is Thanos doing? What's the Inhumans got to do with it? What, 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 what? I, I don't like it because I'm incredibly, you know, anal. I will finish it, and I'll finish it, and look at the stack and say, the fuck did I just read? I, I don't dig Heckman's style at all, but we'll see what he can do with it. Can I, can I just add to that, too? Like, I had trouble just reading the regular Avengers books. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, I was like, he has all these sort of weird characters, and I don't understand. They talk funny, like the the, the yellow dude with the big horns, yeah. and it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Is-? I had to stop reading that months ago. I, just, I was like, what is this? And I'm like, how are you going to have such a major book? You know, obviously, the movie's very successful. These characters are successful in pop culture. Why is this book so confusing? <laughs> Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. But I will say, I picked up Infinity number two. And I went back and read a couple issues from last month. I actually sort of, you know, I don't know why all the things are going on. But I, I'm kind of sort of liking, uh, like, when they went to Wakanda, you know, very quickly. You know, they had the battle there. And it shows them battling all these different places. And that, that guy went to the Inhumans and was like, look, Thanos wants the heads of all the 14 through 18 year old or whatever. I was like, that's badass. And like, and all those dudes killed themselves. Like we ain't scared of shit. Like they just cut their throat. I was like, Oh shit. So on one part, it's sort of kind of cool, but I don't really understand the grand story or whatever. But yeah, I agree with you that it's, they need to pull him off of them books when this is over. You know, I'm not, I didn't like your fantastic four and I don't like this. I just don't. Yeah. Now, are you reading uh, any of the DC stuff? You know, I am reading a lot of it. I, I read the Justice League. And you know what? As usual, with my dislike of Jim Lee, yeah, I said it, Justice League has gotten better since he's left the book. It's, you know, like Jeff Johns has a artist he can really, you know, collaborate with, whereas Jim Lee just drew a lot of people posing, and I, I don't like that. But having read the last issue which set up the forever forever evil thing, you know, for all the big setup they did, 
I like it, but I'm not going to pick up any of those, uh, you know, tie-ins. I'll get the main for every evil book, which I do have, and I like how they set things up. And they now see Luthor in that book. That guy is pure evil. That's what they need to capture in the Batman movie. I agree. I agree. You know, that guy is just completely sinister. And I like how they gave a nod to the original Blue Beetle Ted Cord by having him do his father wrong. But, you know, the Injustice Society, not, excuse me, the Crime Syndicate comes to this earth and they just take over. You know, if you're not with us, you're against us. And if you're against us, you're going to get got. And the, the good issue was a good, you know, setup point. Whereas the new Superman book. Superman Unchained is complete bullshit. I complete don't like bullshit. it. <laughs> uh, uh, Q Star, talk to him. It is bullshit. I actually read that today, number three. I, that's interesting to me, I guess. I don't... Oh, well, I was going to try to figure out but where are the, the heroes of the DC? You know, I mean, I read the, you know, what was that called? The little event they just had? Uh, I can't even think of what it's called. Oh, geez. It was the Justice, you know, Justice League Dark was in it. Trinity. Trinity, Trinity yeah, Trinity War. So, I, you know, I get to the end of that, but then the next issue is Forever War, and then the individual issues are just the villains. But where, what happened to everybody? I don't remember what happened to all the superheroes. Do they have yet to show that yet or something? You know, it's, it's probably going to be revealed in each person's particular book, which has been taken over by, you know, the villains. But I'll never know because I'm not, I'm not picking those books up. Yeah, that oh, well. was the only thing. I was like, "Where, where's Superman? Where's, where's Batman?" But uh, I will say I, that I saw. I was at the comic book store yesterday, and they have those 3D covers. So the yeah. hologram, co- those look pretty dope. I mean, I ain't buying, but I was like, "Damn, it's kind of tight." You know, it's like the '90s all over again with some of that stuff. I'm yeah. like, let's not get carried away with this. <laughs> uh, Q, are you reading anything here? Well, you know, I've, I was listening with rapt attention to you guys talk, and maybe a couple months ago I, I could have chimed in, but I have to say, guys, um, well, I can tell you, I'm reading uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, I'm reading uh, Justice League, and I'm getting more and more tired of that book. I'm reading, um, uh, I started reading the Defender, the new Defenders and the Young Avengers. Hmm. Uh, one thing I'm reading is... Uh, I'm also reading Age of Ultron, uh, the, the Avengers, uh, I guess it's a limited series. And I got to say, I am feeling once again, with the exception of Walking Dead, which is the book I must get every month. Hands down, the best book out there. Uh, let me tell you something. Maybe it's my age, but I just cannot follow all these bullshit crossovers anymore. I don't. You guys were talking about Infinity and my, I'm not going to say I'm, my late 40s mentality was thinking, okay, wait, Infinity, I thought that was a DC thing. No, that's Trinity. Oh, okay, they're talking about Infinity. Never heard of Infinity. Well, there's Avengers. Are you talking about Avengers Assemble? Or are they talking about younger? I'm like, I'm ready to just say, just give me my Walking Dead and I'm going to cut the, even with Ultimate Spider-Man, a book that I loved, they're starting to get a little convoluted. They got Cloak and Dagger in there now. And they're uh, about to bring him into the Marvel Universe, which is terrible. There was a art story arc a few issues back where he was joint. He was joint. He joined Shield and this and that, and like Spider Man and Shield. I mean, no. I, I'm just. It's just. 
like Big Sexy, when you say you read all of the X-Men titles, I don't know how you have time to do anything else then. Because... Well, because Tuesday nights, you know, and no one heard me say Tuesday nights, but Tuesday nights are, are, <laughs> is my new comic night, and that's all I do. If people call me on Tuesday, I'm like, you know what today is? Yeah. Why are you calling me? But but I don't give a shit. It's Tuesday. Don't call me. So see I just threw that in there. Do that. I, I like how you do that. So for those who don't know, comics come out <laughs> on Wednesdays. So he I, said I about <laughs> Tuesday nights. So he gets them before they hit oh, the shop. Oh, he shops. got a hookup. He, yeah. he got a guy. <laughs> Being an attorney has its privileges. I'll just leave it at that. I'll you like this. See, I'm probably I'm I'm sure I'm the oldest one of this triumvirate here. I doubt that. And I'm the one that's <laughs> that's using 21st century technology to get my books. You guys are going to comic book shops. I like it. I will oh, always wow. go to the shop. And Q, I'm older than you are, man. I'm, I'll be 50 in March. I, I, I'm just teasing. You know, <laughs> listen, I'm teasing. I, I feel guilty every time I download a comic book, but it's so damn. Easy. I don't. <laughs> uh, I used to, but I don't anymore. You know, them comics cost three ninety nine a pop. Yeah, that's a gallon of gas. That's that's outrageous, man. I'll listen. I'm gonna be truthful. I will go buy books once a month, and I only buy whatever's at that time as my obligation. But yeah, man, I, I'm sorry. They're sitting out there. I'm gonna just zap them down and read them real quick. And and again, I can literally read any book I want, and I don't read all the books. I just you know just a few, but I can't afford it, man. It's, it's See, I would have no problem buying them digitally, but I'm not spending three ninety nine for a digital book if it's the same price as the real one. To me, that makes no sense. Well, and, you know, and so I'm downloading until they get it together. Hey, sorry, sorry, artists, sorry, Marvel. I, I, um, I, I think the three ninety nine is outrageous, no matter what the, the delivery format is. But, um, you know, I, I like the fact that I can keep. You know, five hundred or so books on on my iPad, and it's not going to sit here and collect dust and clutter up my bookcase. Yeah, you know. yeah. That's valid point. Valid point. But you know, I used to say back in the day, I don't pay for porn and I don't pay for software. But you know, I'm not down with uh, <laughs> downloading <laughs> comics for free. <laughs> hey, I mean, I respect. Like, listen, you know, I, I'm an artist. I, I I feel it, but man. It's something I've been doing since I was a kid, and now it's just priced. It sort of priced me out to the point of the books I want to be up on. Like, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but all these crossovers and all the tie-ins, I- I'm downloading them, bitches. I'm sorry. There's, there's just <laughs> there's like six different X-Men books. Come yeah, on, man, that would break you. Three ninety nine for each one, and then what about if you want to buy some DC? What if you want to buy some Image? I mean, it's just not right, man. They need to rethink that whole that's why i say i said it a long time ago they should just do it trade like just put out every month just put out a thick book and i'll have no problem paying 15 dollars, whatever but at least i feel like i'm getting something worth it but nah, I'm cool. anyway <laughs> well i tell you what i i have been to the comic book shop but it's typically i'm just going there now to, to well I, i'm i'm following on hard times again so I'm not going to buy signed autograph cover. Seven hundred dollar Mar- Spider Man. Oh, see why you got? <laughs> wow! Okay. A big sexy. Did you see his video that he did? Oh yeah, I did see it. <laughs> and the thing is, now, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna destroy Q because I have that book, and it cost me cost me nothing. Wow! 
man. Why you want to do? Why you want to hurt? <laughs> I met the, the Skybound guys at um, WonderCon, and I would see them at San Diego a couple times, and we stayed in touch. And I, and when I saw it came out, I'm like, I want one. And sure enough, a week later, boom, it was here. Wow. There you go. Prop. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm Perks thinking about taking. <laughs> and you see the cuffs. You see the watch. <laughs> yeah, we got you in the surveillance. Oh, yeah. Big we got sexy. you in the surveillance. <laughs> hey, custom styles. You know, I, I watched too much Ric Flair growing up. <laughs> and now that when I go to court, I'm like, I'm not buying off the rack like the peons. Wow. I have to go custom style <laughs> for Big Sexy. That's just how it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. But I was going to say, uh, some of those <laughs> books, uh, we have uh, the New York Comic Con is coming up next month. And I was thinking about taking all those books that I purchased and getting them um, graded. Okay. Oh, is uh, CGC going to be on site? Well, I was told that typically there's some, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know all of the industry, the terminology, but like uh, Overstreet might be there. And I forget the company, that the, the main company. What, what was the company you just named? CGC. That sounds familiar. I think they are going to be there. That's if they're going to be on site, yeah. But be prepared to get hit in a wallet. But they'll definitely do you up. Hmm. Yeah, it's like sixty bucks or something to get it graded or yep. something. Yep. You know, it's and, funny um, because I don't know if you guys ever read this one book. Uh, it's uh, Kirkman book, uh, Thief. Thief for Thieves. Thief. Yeah, a little bit. I, yeah. You guys are going to kill me. I had the number one. I bought the number one copy, the first copy as a book. Right at the comic book store, and I read it and tossed it into a magazine rack. God knows where it is now. I just found out. I found out that that book is worth mint condition, maybe five hundred dollars. No, 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 no. Not Thief for Thieves. No way. No way. It's, maybe it's Walking some, Dead number one, but not Thief for no, Thieves. No, no, no. Okay, I'm I'm sure it's three figures because. Um, well, it could be three figures, but not five hundred. Well, okay, two. Three maybe. You probably get a bill and a half for it. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that that's the other down po- part of downloading your books. You're not going to get any kind of resale. You're not going to get any uh, uh, appreciation and value. Yeah, I, yeah, well, so a, I read mine and toss them in the garbage. So I don't even. Say yeah, you either. said that before, and I thought you were crazy then, man. Yeah, I don't. I read them and toss them, man. I don't. I ain't got time to have all this stuff all over my house and. I just yeah, read I them once. Short boxes. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that, but yeah, I just I'm good. It's too much new stuff coming, so I constantly got to keep reading. I got short boxes, and I got like four bookcases full of the hardbacks, which I still wow. reread all the time. Now, wow. see, I could collect the bigger books. The, the, those are dope to me. I do. I like just it. reread the Bendis Daredevil run again. It, it it's just brilliant. It was so good. Oh, I wanted to. Uh, I saw this this morning. I know we talked about this a few months ago. Uh, Independence Day 2. <laughs> Apparently now, Will Smith is in talks to come back once again. Yeah, Independence <laughs> Day 2. What's your thoughts? Q-Storm. I'll be very brief. It, would, it was insane for them not to approach Will Smith from the jump. How are you going to do Independence Day 2 and the guy who made it what it was, uh, made the original one what it was, he's not going to be in it. So that's I, no one gets any brownie points from me for that. That's like, you fucked up by not talking to him at the beginning. Well, not to say that they didn't talk to him. but And you, you think he turned them down? He did Men in Black 3. 
Why would he not do independent well, you know, like, <laughs> So the, direct, the director was saying he'd be too expensive. He's too much of a marquee or something like that. Or I can't yeah, you hate exactly. those things in the movie. He's too much of a marquee. <laughs> but he oh, was like, yeah. he's too much in the budget. But apparently now, I don't know. I guess Will's willing to talk to him now. It'd be very you interesting. Know, that movie's going to make its money back probably at least twice over. I, I, I'll be down to watch another one of those. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it. It's yeah. a different, different me, time now when that movie came Yeah, exactly, out. right? That's the thing. We've seen V. We've seen, you know, another Pots, Pot Snatchers movie. Uh, how many of these alien, you know, we've got uh, Falling Skies on TV. Oh, yeah. So that, that so to your point, that makes it, maybe that does make it more of a risky venture. Unless they just go cornball out the gate, Battleship and... Independence Day, <laughs> just like, hey. But, you know, that movie, I, I think the thing that that movie was so great was the marketing of it initially. Like, you know, a lot of it sort of borrowed from V, but, you know, the big ship coming over and then, the, you know, showing the White House being exploded. I mean, those were, that was, that was an epic trailer. I mean, it was sort of a classic sort of thing, cinematic thing to do at the time, uh, which would be hard to do again. You know the buzz, yeah, my, my, buzz going into that movie was crazy. My question would be, where do you take the story? Because they can't do another race of aliens coming to Earth, and this race of the race of aliens in the original Independence Day has been destroyed. So, where do you take the story? That's my that would be my question. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe they uh, the aliens created a virus in the new window, Windows Eight. <laughs> 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 took over the world, <laughs> and they were the ones behind. Is it too soon? Behind the death of uh, Jobs. Wow. Ooh. Is it too? This, oh. well, it brings up. Has, has anybody seen that movie, Jobs? I'm hearing horrible, horrible things about it. Me too. I haven't you seen know, it. I wanted to see it, but I don't know now, man. I, I started hearing about the story of the movie and just about like him as a person, and I it sort of spawned me to watch one of the documentaries on uh, Netflix. And man, I gotta say, like, I don't really like Steve Jobs, man. <laughs> to me, he's a buster. Like, I, I don't think many people liked him. Yeah, he's a buster to me, man. He was like, uh, from what I understand, he was kind of like uh, your man in uh, the Social Network. What was his name? Uh, Zuckerberg. The, yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah, I give Zuckerberg a little more credit, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just. I'm not knocking what he's do- done, but he, I mean, there was a lot of other people who really put in the work and it disturbed me about the part about his daughter. I'm just like, I forget what was it. He, he had, he gave birth. He got a woman pregnant and just refused to accept that. Yeah, uh, man. Like it ain't, he's, he played it. It ain't mine. You know, <laughs> I don't care about the blood test. So I ain't, you know, it ain't, I'm like, come on dog. Like, really? It's just a funny style dude to do something like that, man. It'd be different if it was a broke cat and he wanted to get trapped, but he had paper. Like, it wouldn't have been nothing. She just wanted you to say, hey, I, I acknowledge you. So I just thought it was real funny to me. Funny style. A lot of guys, you know, when they get that money, if you uh, acknowledge one, that opens the door for hundreds of others. Good point. True, but if it is your daughter. <laughs> well, if it is, you got to, you know, step up and handle business. kind of whack, though. I mean, still. And it was his. That's why I was like, eh, I guess. But, you know, hey, 
I I, I kind of want to check it out. I'm gonna wait for it to uh, show up. Otherwise, but uh, oh, I know we're almost finished here. Uh, there's a lot of catch up. Did anybody see the Flashpoint animated movie? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. No. What'd you think? Loved it. Loved it. Really? You know, I thought it remained as close to the book as possible because the only thing that I was concerned about was making was making Thomas Wayne bad motherfucker. And they did. I liked it. Now, let me ask you this. If you look at it from the eyes of a non-comic book person who may have never read that story, do you think that movie made sense? No, but with DC <laughs> stuff, they're not aiming at the casual viewer. They're aiming at us Okay. <laughs> with, their, with their animation stuff, which is fine. And as much as Marvel is killing DC in feature films, DC is owning Marvel in animated. It's straight to video. It's, it's for the fans. It's not for people to walk in, well, who's that? Then you don't need to be watching this. And, you know, my beef about a lot of the animated things is they stray too far from the source material. And this stayed right on point, and I loved it. I, I liked it because I knew what was going on. But even I, who had read the stories, some of them, and I really enjoyed it, I was like, damn, they're going so fast. Like, it was, Yeah, it was pretty quick. I was like, whoa. And I was like, this is cool, but... I had to sort of, I was trying to remember like what, what was going on. and So I can imagine if somebody who just seen it and he didn't read that, they would just be ultimately lost. But I thought it was well done though. I mean, Let me ask you, um, not, not having seen it and only being kind of on the fringes of these storylines and understanding them, correct me if I'm wrong, Flashpoint is, is the jumping off point that brought us to New 52, is that correct? Yes. Okay. And it had... It centers around some actions that the Flash takes. Yes, like he does. Some, he saves somebody or something, right? Or yes, time travel, alternate sort of Earth or reality sort of thing or something. So if I watch the movie, which as you you brought it you brought it back to my radar, I'm gonna check it out. If I watch the movie, will that kind of give me act as a surrogate for not having read the books? No, <laughs> Flashpoint miniseries. I, I was... disagree. It, it will give you the, the miniseries, but not a lot of the tie-in books. I think Which you I will miss some of the best parts. Like Batman was dope to me. Like yeah. you should read yeah. that. I actually really like the Superman, which they just pfft, to me. I was, I, I was like, I know there's no way they're going to show all this, but I really like the Superman story too. And I just like, man, they kind of skip. They have to skip over it. But I, I, I mean, to me, I think you sh- should go read the trade, and you have a better appreciation of this movie. So, so the, the the trade is called Flashpoint, simply Flashpoint. Yes. Okay, I'm sure it's on uh, it's on the Marvel the DC app. Yeah. If you find it on the Marvel app, that'd be a <laughs> that would be. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think their next movie is called War or something, which is the actual New Fifty Two uh, movie now. So that's it's, it's a, I guess a retelling of the Justice League, the first. Oh arc. yeah, that's right. Yeah, see, I can miss that one. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Yeah, I didn't care for that arc at all because you know what? I don't like Cyborg being in the Justice League. There it is. I said it. Mm. He's an interesting. Was it? What? Well, I like what was going on with him in uh, Trinity. Uh, it's kind of yeah. That that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, there any other movies that have sort of came out since we've been doing I think the last thing we talked about was Wolverine 
Right. Um, Which is one of my favorite films of the summer so far. I've sort of, I've sort of forgotten about that movie. Wow, damn. Okay. I mean, it was good, but now after seeing Riddick, like that to me blew it out. Um, but it's two different movies too, because Wolverine's got restrictions on him that Riddick doesn't. It, true. Very very true. Um, but it was. I mean, Wolverine was good. I'm not knocking it. Um, next up, we got Thor. Um, I think that's uh, an excellent looking trailer. So. Usually when the trailer's that good, that means they shot the wad in the trailer. Uh-oh. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else from you guys? Uh, yeah, I want to you know go uh, pay a little tribute right quick, if, if it's okay. Sure. Um, Mike, you and I talked about this a little bit, but I don't know if you know, Q. The guys over at iFanboy have reduced their website a lot. They're not going to be doing any more original content, just podcasting. And I got to give it up to them because when I first started getting into things like this, I found the Prince podcast and I found iFanboy and I was set. So not having that presence in the in that form that I got to know will be kind of a loss. So I think um, I want to give it up to Connor, Josh, and Ron for putting putting it together and holding holding it down for as long as they did. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think they said like thirteen. I mean, thirteen years. The podcast is not going to stop, but. Yeah, they had to let go a lot of the writing staff, yeah. sort of t- tone yeah. that down. But the podcast still going. Um, I wish they could continue the. Was it the new comics feature that yeah. they would do? Yeah, I love the had the yeah. little list. I love that. Yeah, that was that. really like that. And and then who was the guy who left? I think he works at Image now. Yeah, yeah. Ron went to went to Image, and Paul Montgomery stepped in. And and again, I'm not ripping anybody, but to me, you take Ron's energy out of that podcast. And you bring in with someone who's a little more lower key, a little more, you know, dry humor. It just changes the dynamic, and I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't listened to as much as I used to, but I like there's there's uh, when they do ones about the movies. Um, yeah, the special ones. I, I like that one. But yeah, it's definitely one of the hallmarks uh, in podcasting. I fanboy. They done a lot, man. They went through. Uh, I remember they had kind of got bought out by Graphically. I think it was. Yeah. And then uh, they sold it back to him. So, yeah, shout out to them. Oh, I forgot there was one other book that I wanted to just shout real quick. I have yet to read it, but it is uh, it's called The Star Wars. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, is that out now? It is. I picked that up. I just sort of thumbed it. through it. I don't know if I'm going to like it after I read it, but as a fan, I had to buy it just to see it. Uh, you know, sort of like this is based off of the I think the the first draft of Star Wars. Um, very interesting. The, the guy looks like George Lucas. Um, so yeah, definitely pick that up. Uh, so. Well, you know, book wise, Q mentioned uh, Walking Dead. Mike, are you still reading that? Because it's about to go down. I, I am. Yeah, I'm still reading it. Definitely. All right, good. You know, good. I got to take Walking Dead. They're starting to get on my nerves a little bit because I swear to God. That reading that book is like I feel like I read two pages and I'm finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does read quickly. It's like, guys, let's kind of move this up. Let, let's let's the last the the last uh, book. It was like I don't remember anything really advancing at all, other than Negan saying, "I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to do this to you." And then uh, Andrew gets into a scuffle and kills a guy, and then it was over. 
Like, come on, guys. I want to let's come on. Let's wrap this up. I, I honestly think that book is best read in trade form, personally. Like, so you can get a nice chunk of story. Yeah, and, I can see that. Uh, it's just, and that's but how I, I like got into the book. Head. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what got me into it was the trades, and it was just a joy to go buy it and then just sit down and just read that whole thing. Like, oh, I need to get another one. That was fun, man. When you guys told me about it, man, that was one of the best comic experiences I ever had. I never forget. You guys were talking about the first trade. I was like, let me go and see what these guys are talking about. Man, I poured through that thing in, I don't know, maybe an hour and went back out <laughs> over the next two weeks. <laughs> I had two. I had I had Barnes & Noble's on lockdown and Borders. It's like, okay, Barnes & Noble's don't have it. I can get the next one over at Borders. Okay, if they don't have it, I'm going back to Barnes & Noble's. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are great, great books. Um, all right. Uh, anything lastly before we get out of here? Well, you know, we didn't talk about uh, Avengers 2 and uh, the casting oh. of Ultron. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, you know, uh, in Riddick, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's in the uh, upcoming um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, very, he's sort of big, kind of like he's a bodybuilder or something, real big guy. Oh, oh, Dave Bautista. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He definitely had a very good role in Riddick. And now I, I hear today that, and I can't think of her name, with the girl from uh, Battlestar Galactica, Starbuck. She, Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Sackhoff. Yeah, she says she's now talking to Marvel about something. They hinting at Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. You know, that's 10 years too late because the current Captain Marvel, I am not a fan of. Hmm. You know, I don't like her new outfit. I don't like her new hair. I don't like anything about it. Is the new is the Captain Marvel? Does she still wear like the black spandex with no. the red scarf around her waist? Or? No, no, that's different. No, yeah. she cut her hair and it's just yeah. They, they should have just used that design for a new character instead of sticking on Captain Marvel. Hmm. And, well, and let me throw this in here too. And this is the last thing I'll talk about Vin Diesel, but there's a very good, excellent art, uh, interview YouTube with Vin Diesel. I think with the lady's name is Maria. I think she's from Entertainment Tonight or something. But she has her own little podcast. Oh, Maria Menounos. Yeah, they do like an hour-long talk. And so the last 30 minutes is about Marvel. Well, he's had, he's had some interesting things. Like he, it was all these rumors about he was going to possibly play the play Vision or something. But he said that when he initially went to Marvel, it's about, they were talking about having him do something big in like 2016. And he said he didn't want to get into it, but he said it would be crossing over of brands which is i was like what the fuck is that like he's like it's gonna be crazy and so he's like well we're gonna do that and then he said you know he went to comic con he was doing the riddick panel somebody asked him like what's up with marvel man we know you were there and he didn't want to say too much he just said you know what it's you hear you'll hear something big soon so i guess they made such a brouhaha about that marvel was like we need to do something with this guy a little bit sooner before we do this other thing that we want to do. What can we do with him? And that's sort of when the whole thing with the Guardians sort of came up and they were like, well, you know, maybe you could voice this character, blah, 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 blah. But he, he goes into a very good uh, talk about meeting Marvel and sort of the, some of the ideas and and why he chose the character that he chose. It's very interesting uh Still sounds like he's going to do something big with them. Just interesting when they say they're going to cross brands. I don't know if he meant like 
another sort of Avengers sort of movie, or did they mean like studio brands or something like? So he just kind of really threw a lot of interesting little tidbits. Are they about, is he talking about Marvel and DC doing a crossover? Or that's what I'm saying. I don't know. He's, he's very interesting wording that he said. Or I don't know if he's talking about maybe grab Spider Man and pull or whatever. Like apparently there's something. And then the 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 lady Maria was she started laughing and she's like, I think I know what you're talking about. But then he didn't say nothing else about it. So I don't know. They, obviously they got something very big. For 2016 and beyond, uh, and it's sort of the same thing with this other girl, where she was talking about it's be something for 216 or beyond or something. Um, but go, but with all that said, Avengers 2: Age of Ultron uh, was it James Spader? Yeah, uh, yeah, so. yeah. And but I I heard you know I I still check out Spill dot com and um they were saying that and I don't know where they got their information from, but I like this concept much better. Well, not knowing what the original concept was James Prater was going to be, but they were saying that they they were reporting that um, what's going to happen is, um, you know, Tony Stark developed uh, Jarvis, which is an artificial intelligence in the movie universe, and it becomes corrupted and and turns into Ultron and somehow takes on, um, you know, the android shape. um, And it's going to be voiced by the same guy that voiced... Jarvis, which is Paul Bettany. Um, but then I'm also hearing that um, it's, Ultron's going to be motion capture, but it's going to be more, or it might be like not a robot, but more like a cyborg, like a, I guess like a Robocop type of character, which would be a mistake because if you, if you saw Elysium and you saw how those photorealistic robot cops looked, you got to do it that way. You got to do it that way. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, I mean, what have you guys heard? I've heard both of those. I, you know, I don't think anybody knows yet. Uh, obviously, it has something to do with Iron Man. Just even from the trailer sort of thing that they showed at Comic Con, it was the Iron Man face morphing into Ultron. So there's definitely a tie there. Uh, whether it's Jarvis or not, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I mean, I, there was actually, I think Weed and some other stuff just came out today where they were talking about, you know, the team is going to be led by Iron Man and Captain America, but there's something going on and tragedies or trauma going on in both of their lives or it's going to put stresses. So, you know, they said they're still writing the script on this movie. So it's it's hard to speculate. You know, that movie is just going to have a hell of a job topping the first one. And I can only hope they can pull it off because uh, I hold it to a high level. I mean, I still watch the Avengers from time. I, I still go to the last 30 minutes of the Avengers. I did it yesterday and we'll watch it all the way to the end. It just was kick ass to me. So they got a lot to live up to. And there's a lot of hokiness going on in the Avengers movie that people would if that last part wasn't so dope, then, you know, you could tear that movie apart a little bit. So, <laughs> and I loved it, but again, I can see it too. So they got a lot to live up to. You know, Iron Man three was okay. I actually kind of want to watch it again since it's now out. Um, you know, waiting to see Thor. I, I think Captain America is going to be dope, but then again, that's just what I think. But yeah, Avengers two age of Ultron, man, they got to really bang it out. It's got to be dope. I got two things, though. First is, given the ending of Iron Man 3, 
how are they going to explain how how they're going to reset that where Tony Stark is manufacturing suits again or or you know how how are they going to explain that what happens given the ending of Iron Man three and um I forgot my second point they, they could easily say there's some sort of tragedy or something happens at the beginning of the Avengers that could be the first part where he's for you know I'm just throwing shit out there. Maybe somebody kidnaps Pepper or she's killed and he's forced to like to avenge her and I'm make another suit and, you know, get the team back together and take them down or something. I mean, there's a lot of different things that could go on where force him to sort of jump back in the game. And that would could be a nice little arc for him to come back. Right. I don't know. Well, the guys over spilled. This would never happen, but I love this concept is that Tony just becomes basically it for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Don Cheadle takes over the Iron Man role. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no. no. I'm gonna have a charismatic Robert Downey Jr. sitting back on the desk <laughs> while Don Cheadle is running around. <laughs> Probably when ain't giving uh, them $50 million to be sitting down on the desk. <laughs> Don Cheadle would be, I would doubt that he was in, in that movie. Wow. <laughs> well, they're going to probably have the Falcon, maybe. Uh, I mean, so they got a lot of different characters they're going to be dealing with. To me, they just, I want to see them go to Wakanda, man. That would be the illest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Black Panther. I was just watching show. that. I was just watching that uh, episode of the Avengers. Uh, the I guess it's canceled now, but the Avengers um, animated series tonight with my son. Ah. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? It's terrible. <laughs> what, what's it called? What is it? Uh, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Avengers, uh, see, I wasn't sure you were talking about the comic book. So there is an Avengers Assemble animated series. Yes. Yeah. What, what makes it? Why, why is it terrible? Well, you like the one the the one you've been watching. That that show is excellent. This new one, I think it more tries to follow the movie characters, and it just does not. The stories, the presentation, it is nowhere near on the caliber. No, not at all. This one, it's I don't understand. That's why I don't get about Marvel's animation. Like, they they would rather destroy a good show just so they can make this and then make Spider Man the ultimate. That, that those shows suck, man. And Spider Iron Man on that show, I just want to strangle him. He is so annoying. Yeah, I but on the, on the new one, big sense. On, on, on the new one, he is. I mean, he was annoying in the last one. This one, he's even worse. But isn't the one I'm watching? Isn't it? It's the same. Well, I guess not. They have Ant, they have Giant Man and um, no, and no. You're watching the old one. The, the new one has a, a teenage Falcon in it, and he sucks. Wow. Yeah, the old one like was was sort of following some great story arcs from the book. Yeah. Maybe two parters and the continuous stories and stuff. But this one is just regular bullshit Saturday morning cartoon. Yep. Money and they got Hawkeye. They got Hawkeye with the little shades on. I'm like, yeah. come on, man! Wow. Too much Black Widow. She is not an Avenger. She shouldn't be in the damn movie, and she shouldn't be in a damn cartoon. Now, I've gotten that off my chest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I guess, I, I guess they got to go with the money, I suppose. But yeah, 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 it sucks. And I ain't oh, mad at Scarlett yeah. Johansson either. So you know, what do you guys think about? I, I know we're all over the place now, but I don't care. What do you guys <laughs> think of? Um, and I. Think, I thought this was confirmed as well, but about uh, the guy who played Kickass playing Quicksilver. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't hear that. 
I heard that he was going to play Quicksilver in that um, the younger sister of the Olsen twins, who's kind of making a name for us, Elizabeth Olsen, I think her name is, she was going to play Scarlet Witch. But the thing is, when I think Kick-Ass, I think of the girl. I don't even think about the guy. The girl right, stole right. Aaron something. I can't think of Aaron something or other. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Aaron I mean, Johnson. I guess. I, I guess I don't even... It, to me, again, it depends on how they're going to present the character. And, yeah. I, I, I question why they're even going to have those characters in it, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Q. And yeah. You mentioned this earlier. I want, to, I want to ask you about it. Now, before I ask this, yes. let me preface to the listeners uh-huh. that what people do in their own bedrooms is their own business. Oh, my God. Uh, what having, of- <laughs> having said that, you mentioned you're reading Young Avengers. What is going on, man? It's, I, I read that book, and it's like every other day we got two guys hooking up. What is the deal over there? Oh, you know, yes. Uh, well, no so wonder I don't is, read this book. Go ahead. Uh, your, your question is, is there an agenda? I only I only read the first issue, and, you know, it wasn't bad, but, you know, it didn't grab me, so I didn't, I didn't follow up with it. But, you know, I, we as African-American men, we say we want to see more representation. They have the same... You know, know. representation is cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, let's have an accurate representation. But Young Avengers, to me, because I've been reading up to, like, issue eight or nine, it's like every other character in there is of that... Well, I don't want to say this and sound like an asshole. uh, It's gay. Fuck it. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that that's a bad thing. But no, but exactly... You shouldn't be ashamed to say that, because to me, you know, you're not going to find a more progressive guy than me on the planet okay i have no problem with that but i've always had this problem with anything having to do with sexual identity why is it that you don't see heterosexual people hooking up in every other panel in a comic book it's not it's not a it's not a it's not put on display so why does that have to be put on display it could be hinted at but i don't see why it has to be so in in your face when the other characters are not necessarily doing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's almost like it's we want to make this point. And if it has nothing to do with the story, why? Why do it you have doesn't. to make it doesn't. You know. So it's not just me, then, because I read the last one, and there was this other character. Again, I don't know if you caught up, but there's one character they introduced, and he just, out of left field, had to kiss the Hulk guy. I'm like, Really? <laughs> Really? Seriously? Crazy. What did the Hulk but guy do? He he's with. Him. He's with. No, he's with the other guy. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like, okay, we get it. Now there have been gay characters in books. Fine. Uh, the two that immediately come to my mind are Apollo and Midnighter in in the Authority. His name is Midnighter. <laughs> they weren't having it. Those are two characters. They're like Omar from The Wire. They're like, okay, he's gay, but he will kill you as soon as look at you. And they're not doing that now. They're making it like, you know, everybody's so emo and all that shit. I'm like, really? Can we get the story moving along here? Can we? Please? So they yeah. have the gay characters relate, regulated to the Young Avengers books? Dude, it's full of gay characters, man. And, but they're all, they're all in there, yeah. If that's how they're doing it, if that's the agenda, we want a gay book, they're in Young Avengers. Probably getting Period. some extra sales off of that, I imagine. You know, I had to bust out a friend of mine uh, recently because when I'm Oh, what's his name? North Star got married. He was, oh, yeah, it's about time, gay people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, do you even read the book? Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> you know, if you read the book, you can run your mouth. But if you don't read it, close your mouth, man. You know, I read the book, and it wasn't that good to begin with. But that's not why you read the book. So get off me. I just hate when they retcon these characters. Like, I, I was a huge, you know, if there's one thing I can say about my knowledge of comic books, I'm a hu- I was, and not so much anymore, a huge John Byrne fan in the early 80s up until the mid-90s. Yeah, and he did when he did Alpha Flight. You know, I loved that character. What's his name? Night. What's his name? Northstar. Northstar. It's Northstar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know why they have to go and retcon these characters to make this point. Like they did that with the uh, original Green Lantern, if I'm not correct. That pissed me off. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying Hal Jordan is gay? No, 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 no. Alan Scott. The real original Green Lantern, the Golden Age guy, yeah, Alan Scott. They made him oh, gay in the uh, New Fifty Two. About that, really? Wow! Look and it was there. a big deal. Make Wolverine gay or something? <laughs> what is this about? Make gay? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> make Logan gay? I mean, retcon. You know, unless, like, okay, like Superman and Lois Lane. You're gonna by by necessity, Superman. you have to show these characters interact and they're heterosexual. You know, Mary Jane and Spider Man. Okay, well, but they're not throwing it in your face that they they're fucking, you know. That's true. A lot of booty banging in Young Avengers. That's true. But so you can be gay, fine. But I don't need to see you kissing a guy to make a point. I don't see guys kissing girls that are heterosexual every other panel. Well, it's just because it's a big deal, and maybe in twenty years it won't be such a big deal. And And that's just it's not a big deal to me. I don't give a damn, you know. And to me, if something you can say about any type of situation i don't have i don't have a stance on it one way or the other you know if that's what y'all do hey it's cool it's got nothing to do with me i'm not going to limit anybody's rights do what you do but this whole avengers thing you know like you said it's all up in your grill man the first issue full-on man make out i'm like really is this necessary well is payback for all those years of dick grayson and uh <laughs> he never came out the closet. Batman never came out the closet. So that's why his you see his name is Dick. And oh. little panties used to wear, that's yep. true. I mean that was taboo stuff, man. <laughs> well you see they gave Batman a son, right? See, that's even more darker. That that whole implication of the gay and Son, that's yeah. We going whoa. How dark really Batman. was? How disturbed really was Batman? Right, like okay. He did got problems, man. Why? Why wouldn't he have sexual problems? Well, he's, well, I, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> anyway, oh, you, you, you reminded me of something. Did anybody see Kick Ass too? I've not seen it yet. I haven't. You know what? The same uh, for the same reason. Big sexy said he hasn't seen Jobs yet, and the same that was my my reasons as well. I haven't seen that because I was all amped for it. Kickass two was good. I liked it. I I probably will see it, but I don't know. I, I don't care what anyone says. I know I shouldn't let other people influence me, but when I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes and you're getting like, oh boy, forty percent <laughs> or whatever, I'm like, okay, I, I can chill on you for a second. Yeah, I don't have to see you, you know. Yes, I don't. I, I definitely don't look at that. But yeah, it was it was a good movie. Um, it was toned down from the book, and you know ah. the whole the whole well the whole rapes. I mean, which the reason why I stopped reading Kick Ass Two 
when the whole rape stuff, it was just too much for me. I thought it was just too shock value stuff. Uh, so I'm actually glad they did not put that in the movie because that's just a turn off. But it was still a very hardcore movie. Don't get it wrong. It was a very hard R movie for other reasons. It was actually very funny. They put a lot of sort of gag, almost like American me or American pie-ish. I mean, it was parts that had me rolling. It was sick stuff, but it wasn't like demented like the book sort of stuff. Um, you know, I think the one thing about the movie, obviously when you see kick or hit girl for the first time in the first movie, it was such a, you know, a head buster and she's kicking ass. So that sort of element is gone because you've seen those characters before. Um, so it wasn't like it was new, but it was still a kick-ass movie, you know, hence the name, you know, Mother Russia character was a beast. Like this, this was so over the top. It was hilarious. And Jim Carrey's character was cool. He wasn't in it that much, but I liked those guys, the extra characters. They were funny. It was like hella funny to me. Like, um, but it, it was, it was a decent movie. It was actually pretty good. If you liked the first one, you'd like this one. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Definitely check that on, you know, uh, Blu-ray or whatever you watch. All right, fellas. We're going to wrap this up. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Geeked Out. And uh, first, I want to shout out everybody who's been on the show. So, Q-Storm, uh, tell us again what your website blog is so we can check that out. Uh, easy enough. It is qstorm.com forward slash lightning strikes check it out uh most of it is just uh, movie reviews right now but if you agree with me let me know if you disagree let me know all right and mr big sexy and sack where can we find you at i know you're on facebook yeah i'm all over facebook Uh, i was doing my cooking blog but i just don't have the time and i really apologize about that so anyone who's trying to get to me, just hit me on Facebook or hit me on my Twitter, which I do check periodically. You know, it's at Big Sexy in Sack on Twitter. I love saying that. And once my caseload lightens up a bit, oh, 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 since we haven't talked in a while, I'm uh, still waiting on the results for my NFL agent application. Oh, Got yeah. an email today that told me that it's still pending. And so once that happens, and uh, I'll be doing NFL stuff, which is going to be fun. Oh, and I have man. to... I have to give a shout out to my friends at the Ritz Carlton in DC. Damn, <laughs> they put a spread out for you. It is highly worth the money if you can have the means. You gotta go. I will go back to any Ritz Carlton on the planet just because it was that good. There it is. Nice. Go to the one. If you go to the one in Atlanta, if you get, if you take a trip down there. If I'm in Atlanta, that's where I'll be staying. All right. So with that, we want to thank you for listening, and we will see you next week on Geeked Out. <laughs> now, I, I, something I want to 